Welcome to Bruising Boxing, episode 31. I didn't need to know the number this time, and I can't believe it's been 31 episodes, James and uh, Rich. With me, as always, is Filthy Rich. Filthy Rich, how you doing? I'm doing well. I want to give a shout-out, a hello to my uncles of bar and my cousin Johan out in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. You and all your family, thanks for watching. Seven weeks till Christmas. Thanks for taking a break from this American election thing. And joining us for some boxing, I have a major announcement at the end of the show. Stay tuned, folks. Another a major announcement. Huh? Major, even, major announcement. You didn't even tell me about this one, and uh, I run this show. So uh, how do I not know about this major announcement? That doesn't matter. All right. Also with us, as always, is the judge, Jimmy James, the sauce. How you doing, buddy? No. Uh, oh. Oh, I'm good. Um, I'm excited for a double major announcement from Rich down there, but um, I'd like to give a congratulations out to Michaela Mayer for finally getting her first title, which is well deserved. I'd say a woman's boxing watch out for this for this woman because uh, she's going to be putting a lot of you on point. Right on. Well, we got to talk more women's boxing. In the future episodes, not this episode, we got a bunch of bruising news labeled up for you. Uh, we're also going to do bruising reviews later about the fights on Halloween uh, and a few other things. So, boys, are you guys ready? Ready. Okay, I'll take that silence as a yes. Let's go. <laughs> All right, bruising news. And the first thing we do in bruising news, of course, is crack a beer. So, gentlemen, I'm drinking, of course, the Caleb Truex 8 count. If you guys haven't tried this yet, Judge Jimmy James is also drinking it down there, and I believe Copycat. Richie has it in his eggnog. So it is that good. It's that versatile. You can drink it at anything. If you haven't tried it, please go to your local liquor store and get it because it is delicious. Gentlemen, cheers. Cheers, boys. Really good stuff. Really good stuff. Thank you, Caleb Truex, again. Man, double announcements, double fisting. Man, what does <laughs> what Rich got up his sleeve this evening? He's got a really nice sweater is what he's got rocking there. I'll tell you that. But bruising news, let's, let's jump right into it. You can see the, all the news items we have to get into this week. First, we're going to talk about, uh, we had the chance to listen to this actual court, uh, court uh, recording, we should say. Uh, Adrian Broner was in court, and he uh, spent the night in jail like in My Cousin Vinny because of contempt of court. The judge did not care what, what he was talking about, just went on him like My Cousin Vinny. Uh, Filthy Rich, what are your reactions of watching that video? Well, let's uh, give some backstory to this. So apparently he owes some lady for, at like a, for like a nightclub incident. He owes the lady $830,000. Now, this is going back to, uh, I think, December of 2018. Hmm. Well, just recently... He was on Instagram flashing all this money. He's got all this money, <laughs> but then claims to only have $13 to his name. Um, like that's, yeah, this, that's the <laughs> comedy aspect of all this. Now, part of being in contempt with the courts is that he kept showing up late to court dates, and the judge finally had it and gave him probably a day in jail. He claims... You know, will he be out by January? Because he has a big fight in January. Then he can pay it all back. Here's my thing. I don't know why someone who owes, like, child support gets money taken out of their check. I think that needs to happen with this dude. If he has $13, 
give it all up. I don't know what's going on. He he claims Mayweather <laughs> gives him money. Al Heyman gives him money. Steven Espinosa is just name dropping everyone. Everyone's giving him money because they're his friends. He has wealthy friends. I'm going to just go on a rant here. I got to stop. I need a drink. <laughs> well, it is funny. That, I mean, $13, that doesn't even cover my Chipotle bill. Uh, <laughs> judge, what do you think about uh, that uh, interesting video we watched? Uh, by the way, the judge did not care that he had a fight in January. It does not concern her in the slightest. <laughs> no, this this judge had. <laughs> she was not that's something me and that judge have in common i have no concern for his fight in january <laughs> she yeah she did not care what he had to say at all it was multiple multiple offenses multiple times uh <laughs> i mean i guess there were some questions that he kept saying he needed answered and he sent an email and he wanted to show her on his phone and she, <laughs> she's like, I just don't care anymore. And he goes, do you want me to answer different questions? Do I need to answer these a different way? <laughs> Which is I like, like what she said too. I'm not your lawyer. I'm not giving you advice. Ask your lawyer. He's like, I got $13. <laughs> I mean, I, being a judge myself, I'm going to have to agree uh, with Judge Russo there that uh, he definitely just, just played, uh, played with fire for too long, got burned. And got thrown thrown in jail for a little bit. <laughs> Will it change his ways? No, <laughs> I doubt it. I don't think anything's going to change. He'll probably go back into jail the next time he's got to go to court because I'm sure he's going to do the same thing again. But time will Here's tell. M- Who's he supposed to fight in January? Uh, I think Rich was talking about that before. Maybe uh, is he fighting Rich? Rich? Uh, I, I think it was fighting a guy. I think it was Glass Joe. I don't know. I think his name is Glass Joe. I can't remember the exact name, but so then my I question and that is, who's going to pay him eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars to fight Glass Joe Joe in uh, Paris, France? He has he he has wealthy friends. Maybe you forgot he has wealthy wealthy friends. So that aren't going to pay him until January. <laughs> I, just, I don't, Don, Don I, King, I don't understand. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting thing to watch. And uh, wasn't he talking about a rap career too? Wasn't that uh, Broner? I don't remember. Oh, he yeah. was right. Maybe oh, he's yeah. just waiting to get a record label. That maybe that's what's signing in January. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we got the comedy part of the bruising news because another comedy thing has come up here. Uh, uh, Wilder. Has a new a- accusation against Tyson Fury on why he lost. Have you guys heard this one? It's tainted water. Tainted water. That Fury tainted the water. And I don't know if it was from Flint, Michigan, or what, what, what we're talking about. But James, what do you think about this new accusation and, quote, excuse on why he lost this fight against Tyson Fury? Oh, man, we can talk about this one for a while i'm gonna i'm gonna first (laughs) i'm gonna first lay out all six of his reasons so far that he has said well that he is blamed for his defeat um tyson fury these are in no particular order um but i'm just gonna spout them out so his ring walk outfit was too heavy that was one of them Uh, fury moved his fist down within his gloves that was another one Fury put something too heavy or heavy object in his glove. That was another one. Your Ric Ken, Flair excuse. <laughs> Kenny Bayless was unfair. <laughs> what? Uh, we'll get into that. 
Mark Breland was disloyal. So that was the trainer that he fired immediately after the guy who threw in the towel. And then the last one was obviously his water was spiked with something there because he's claiming muscle relaxers. Muscle relaxers, yeah. To that effect, <laughs> right? Um, I, I think it's all just a farce. I, I don't know why it just keeps coming up with more and more stuff. Obviously, this is going to be conspiracy theories. You can try to pin stuff back and forth. Uh, but, I mean, Mark... <laughs> Mark Breland did say that he spiked something in his water and it was his own urine, (laughs) Uh, which I had a pretty good laugh at for that was his retort to that one. Um, But I don't, I don't believe really any of this personally. Um, I think he just had, I don't know. I I, I don't know. I don't have an explanation for why he was so out of sorts um, overtraining, I guess. But uh, I think he took a couple of good shots to, uh, to the, to the head that he wasn't expecting and that just threw him off for the rest of his uh the rest of his plan and, and fury just had the better game plan to be honest judge judge let's see you fight tyson fury when you're roofied okay let's just see that how that happened <laughs> filthy <laughs> rich what do you think of this excuse <laughs> real quick that's gonna be like little that's gonna be like mac trying to fight somebody all right i'm little mac trying to hit that guy the, he's six foot nine man i ain't six foot nine i don't think i can reach that high <laughs> Hey, little Mac, beat, little Mac beat bald bull, so no excuses, James. Get out there. <laughs> All right, I don't want to hear it. He wasn't um, roofied either. I don't know what uh, what what the take is. I think he's taking this loss pretty hard. Um, I saw the video he released about the gloves and how the gloves looked funny, and there's some. I don't want to say there's legitimacy to this, but. There's too many credible sources out there who are getting in, like digging into Deontay Wilder and telling him to stop with the excuses. Uh, I don't see, I haven't seen one person come to his defense saying, yeah, Deontay Wilder is right. I think he's just taking this loss really hard. Uh, After 40 some wins, I probably would take the loss pretty hard too. And I'd find every excuse I can. That does not include blaming myself. I think he just needs to go to the gym, take a lesser opponent, and uh, Fury will be there for you when you want him again. Uh, I don't know if money is the issue or what. He keeps asking Tyson to, Fury to honor his contract and give him the third fight. I don't, again, I don't know if money is involved with this or not, but uh, I'm, and I'm not saying move on, but Deontay has to go out there and just fight someone. Fury will be there. Don't worry about the money. Go out there, beat him up. And uh, I don't know. I don't think any of these excuses are legit, but I don't know. Tyson's taking it hard. Not Tyson. Uh, Wilder's taking it hard. He just needs to move on and fight someone else. Yeah. So fight someone maybe you could beat. Maybe, or yeah, like maybe Ortiz. Fight Ortiz a third time. I think there's big money in that fight. He can fight Andy Ruiz. There are many people he can fight. So just go out there and do it. Fight White if Pavetkin is out. Fight, fight, step in and fight Dillian White. You know, yeah, he uh, Pavetkin. Pavetkin sounds like he's uh, he's uh, out of it from what it sounded like. We'll get into that another time. Yeah. All right, guys, let's move on here. Uh, we talked about Shakir Stevenson a little bit last week on the Fantasy Fight Card, uh, and he's uh, jumped in to offer to replace uh, Bershalt, who tested positive for COVID and may not be able to fight December twelfth against uh, uh, title holder Oscar Valdez. Rich, I want to ask you first, is this a fight that Shakir should be taking on five weeks' notice? And should Valdez fight him? Valdez, I believe, has dodged him in the past, right? Or that's the rumor anyway? 
Um, is and who do you like for this fight? We'll start with you, Rich. Well, it looks like this fight's going to be at 130. Shakur Stevenson's talking about moving up to 130 anyways. Uh, going back to the arguments me and James have about fighting the best in the division, well, Oscar Valdez is up there. So this uh, is like beyond a little test. I think this will this is a fight that will show if he belongs at the 130 division. I don't think it's too hard for him. I think this is a perfect fight for him. I think he can beat Valdez and even replacing Burchelt. I think Burchelt beats Valdez too. Um, yeah, I would, I would say Shakur take the fight. We just talked about Deontay Wilder taking whatever fight he can. I mean, it's a different situation, but uh, let's hope uh, like money does not get involved in Shakur not taking this fight. That's, kind of all i got with this one well this is a top rank fight i imagine that's going to be their headliner for that fight i'd imagine uh top rank would want shakir stevenson to step in there for this fight right and uh, but you don't worry about the five weeks uh short training camp for it for a title fight not at all uh who did he hasn't fought anyone i mean he hasn't i mean he hasn't fought anyone He's, it's like that Berlanga guy who's had, who's had 15 fights and they're all in 15 rounds. Uh, so a few weeks off, I don't think it's going to make a big deal. I think Oscar Valdez is a real challenge. Uh, I don't think five weeks from Shakur's last fight is going to affect him one bit. No, it's five weeks to prepare for it. Uh, that's what I'm talking oh, that's about. Even, well, that's even better. Five yeah. weeks is nothing. He, he's already okay. prepared for anyone. So Steven, Stevenson think, won and uh, he beat Carabello back in June. So, I mean, he hasn't fought in that time. I'm just talking about, is it is it wise to take a fight against an opponent that you only have five weeks to prepare for? Five weeks is nothing. This one's easy. Shakur is is a beast. He's going to be fine. It would be someone like Jamal James who took Ugas on 34 days notice. That is something different. But that was also Ugas. Uh, we're not talking about Shakur Stevenson stepping in with, like, Burchelt or moving up to fight, like, Lopez or something. We're talking about a division that he was ready to go to anyways. He hasn't had a fight since, what do you say, June? I think he, yeah, yeah. He, the, he, he's prepared all the time. Uh, where's the contract? Give it to him. Let him sign it. As long as money doesn't get in the way, uh, I think he's ready to go. Five weeks is nothing. What do you think, Judge? I think this is interesting. Um, normally, you don't see an opponent of this caliber um, try to step in for to replace another opponent of this caliber. Um, if this is him moving up from 122 to 130. I don't know if this is a, I, I don't know if I technically agree with that. Um, a five week training camp, I've really only seen in Fight Night Champion. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know, man. I think it's, I think it's dangerous. For sure, because Valdez is not – he's not one to take lightly either. I, I don't know. Like, I might disagree with Rich that Bershalt would just uh, uh, beat Valdez. I, I don't think it would be that big of – I don't know if it would – I think it would be a lot closer than people think. Uh, Bershalt definitely has one type of style, and Shakur Stevenson is not the same type of style. That is a 180-degree difference. So I don't know if Valdez is going to take that because of that alone. Um, it's going from Miguel Burchelt, who is just a, a heavy-handed move-forward volume puncher against Stevenson, who is 
defense counterpuncher. Um, I mean, as you stated earlier in this uh, segment, um, that Valdez technically moved up to dodge Stevenson last year. Um, but I, I don't know. It's, it'd be, it's intriguing. I'd watch it for sure. I'd definitely watch it if, if, if it was up there, but I don't know, five weeks, uh, for me, I think is, a a little, it might be okay for Stevenson. I don't know if Valdez is going to feel the same way, but, um, it definitely something I'd watch. That's a good point. Uh, there judge, I, I was saying how bad, how bad it would be for Shakur, but Valdez is the champion, and he he's been preparing for a guy that's complete opposite of Shakur Stevenson. So you're right on that. Uh, it's very interesting. Is five weeks enough time for him to take that fight? You know, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Rich. You have you have to take that fight. Anthony Joshua took a fight with like two weeks. Ago. I don't know what it was. I, I'm exaggerating on two weeks against Ruiz. But when people get hurt. You lose out on all that money. You have to take that fight. If you got an opponent right there in the wings, you take it. If you are like you're a fighter, you got to go out there and do it. There's no excuses. I don't care if you're hurt. I don't care if you're not prepared. You take that fight. So, yeah, but um, a lot of the guys thought, that fill in are like not that level of fighter. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, uh, we we don't know. I don't know if you have any proof on that, but. What? You just thought, compared Andy Ruiz to Shakur Stevenson on the same <laughs> level, dude. You got to be kidding me, dude. That Andy, is not the same type. Shakur Stevenson is possibly going to be the one of the best pound for pound fighters of this era. You got to be kidding me. Ruiz, that was close to a dough. Was that a dough? You could dough me <laughs> twice, man. I think I didn't. I almost dropped it twice. Dude, there is no way. Ruiz is not the same caliber fighter as Shakur Stevenson. Shakur Stevenson is a threat 100% more greater than Ruiz was. Well, Andy, Andy Ruiz was a top 10 <laughs> fighter, and that's all I'm saying. You could take a top 10 dude. That is fine. You are a fighter. You, there is no excuse for any of that. Shakur, if his last fight was at 122, you're talking about moving up two divisions to fight this dude. There's no excuse not to fight a dude two weight classes below you. Don't tell me he can't take that fight. I'm not saying he can't take that. I don't know. He already tried to dodge him once. I didn't say you did. I don't know. I'm saying in general, don't tell me that he can't take on that Valdez can't fight a dude who's two weight classes below him. Well, I I might have been wrong on the weight class. I thought he, I thought 120, I thought the jump was 122 to 130. Well, I thought it was 126. You were giving me news that it was 122. So that's my, well, it's a featherweight. He's a featherweight right now. It's a, this fight's going to be a junior lightweight. So what is that? I always forget. 130. 130. Yeah. So, so featherweight is what? At 122, yeah, it's 122. Yeah, but they're fighting at junior, junior lightweight, which is 130. I thought that's super featherweight. I think that's the same thing. The same thing. So it's just one. It's one weight class up. That's my my mistake. My mistake. (laughs) My mistake. Yeah, Rich, there was your time for your your catchphrase. Was right there. That was your chance. (laughs) Yeah, I get it. But no, it's one weight class. My fault. It's all good. All right. Now that we got that down, uh, one quick question. We'll finish up that segment or that one with this one. Who wins the fight between Shakir Stevenson and Oscar Valdez? One word. Judge, who do you think wins? Shakir Stevenson. Filthy Rich? You said one word. I'm going Shakur. (laughs) You just said like three. (laughs) You said one word. I'm going with Shakur. (laughs) 
The one word is Shakur. You I understood. Him? I understood what he meant. He might get his first mute in a while. He's you're both a little fired up tonight. I kind of like it. <laughs> all right, let's move on here since we are all fired up. Uh, WBC ordered uh, world champ Juan Francisco Estrada to f- negotiate a fight against uh, Sarung Nasai. Sarung Basai. Uh, James, I know that's one of your guys, Sarung Basai. What do you think of that fight? You should Estrada fight him or should he vacate the title? What's going on? No, Estrada. Sarung Basai is not one of my guys. He's just a, it's I a thought fun he was one of your guys. Say. No, no. I thought it's he was a one fun of your name guys. to say. Sriskatet Sarungvasai. It's just fun to say. I could swear he was one of your guys. It's not even his real name. His real name is like, I don't know. Wayne, Frank Jones. <laughs> Rangasek Wellsill or something. I can't. Rich probably knows it, but I can't say it. But either way. Vladimir I, Klitschko. Look, man. In, in the fantasy fight card, I wanted Estrada Chocolatito too. After Estrada beat his last, uh, his, his, won his last fight, Chocolatito won his last fight on the same card. That set up Estrada Chocolatito too. For 2021. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the WBC comes out and says, Oh, guess what? You now have to fight mandatory challenger Sarungvasai, which is ridiculous. I don't even know how he's the mandatory challenger at all. I've watched his last two fights, or at least his last fight in Thailand. Both of them have been in Thailand, not even against anybody. And he looked terrible in both of them. And he should have been, I, I, I'm, I'm having a hard time dealing with this. Because people don't want to see Estrada Rungvasai 3. They don't want to see Rungvasai Chocolatito 3. People want to see Estrada Chocolatito 2. That's what I want to see. I know that's, that's what eight you years in the making. That's eight years in the making, man. And that was a good fight eight years ago. That's going to be a good fight now. Nobody cares about Sir Rungvasai anymore. Bye-bye. So you're saying he should vacate the title and uh, fight Chocolatito? No, it's probably what's going to happen is going to be some sort of negotiations where they pay him off to go away, and then it'll be Estrada. He gets the winner, Chocolatito, and, and then yeah, he, gets- he might get the winner of that for sure. But he, he, there's, I, no, the money is going to be in Estrada Chocolatito, not with Sarongasai. And besides, it's not the better fight. The better fight is Chocolatito Estrada. That I mean, I don't know. I think it's well, WCBC obviously don't have. Uh, a way to get chocolate hero to fight this fight. They, they probably have strongest eye in their thing. Filthy Rich, what do you think about that? I know you uh, hate these alphabet belts and all how they get in the way of everything of a good fight. So what do you think uh, uh, Estrada should do here? Yeah, the, like, I don't care what WBC is trying to tell me what to do. I'm going where the money is. Now, if the big money to Estrada is with Sarung Vasai, then you go after Sarung Vasai. If the big money isn't I'm going to say it. If it's in Chocolatito, but you're too scared to fight Chocolatito, then you fight Sarung Vasai. But the WBC, uh, the WBC has nothing to do with this. Let them or they can order whatever they can order pizza if they want. I don't care what they order. It does not matter to me. Uh, James is right on Estrada Chocolatito being the big fight. No one wants, I don't know if anyone doesn't want to see this, but uh, if we could resort to some kind of like, hair versus hair match or something make it interesting <laughs> put someone's uh career on the line do something make this uh make this fun for the viewer loser doesn't come back for a year or loser doesn't get to fight in thailand anymore they could do something but we all want to <laughs> james is right where we i think estrada chocolatito is the fight we want to see uh wbc needs to like just make chocolatito the mandatory do something because uh, they're wasting our time in a way. We we don't re- we don't recognize the alphabet. 
title. It's so it's so great to watch you guys fight and then watch Rich try to make up with you guys in the next one. By I'm saying, not trying to make up. He's nothing. scared of Chocolatito. I mean, you knew that was going to hit Judge right in his heart, and it's going to warm him like the Grinch. His heart was going to grow like five times over. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Maybe you didn't mean to do that. I, I was giving you credit for trying to uh, <laughs> make up with with Judge down there. By the way, I ain't Judge, trying to uh, make nothing up. Why do you I'm look like real, uh, bro? Why do you that. look like uh, Ben Stiller and Happy Gilmore right now with that uh, rocking mustache? It looks like uh, you're just going to put someone on landscaping landscaping duty down there. <laughs> you know, I was waiting for somebody to to make a comment about the handlebar, and uh, it took you guys this long. To say anything about it. Well, now I set you up so you can tell Rich that he's got landscaping duty coming up because his back's going to hurt. (laughs) Your fingers hurt? You just pulled landscaping duty. So that's right, Rich. Now your back's going to hurt. Anyone else? All right, guys. uh, Let's get in the last bit of news here before we move on here. Uh, Eddie Hearn. This last bit of news, I said. I said, Eddie Hearn. You're talking about a movie. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. You've never seen Happy Gilmore? Uh, probably been a while. I mean, I probably, I don't know, whatever, move uh, on. Well, I'll, I'll show you. Well, you, well, when you watch the episode, you see the picture. I watch of, uh, boxing. I don't watch cartoons, there. bro. <laughs> Here, eat this. Leave me alone. <laughs> hey, last bit of news. Let's get into it. Yeah. Your guy, Eddie Hearn, uh, filthy rich, your guy, Eddie Hearn reveals that, uh, Anthony Joshua, <laughs> Anthony Joshua will fight Usyk. If Fury, if the Fury fight falls through in 2021, um, if they can't get it done because they're worried that uh, Wilder is going to sue about the tainted water and everything and make that fight happen, so then Joshua will fight Usyk if that happens. First off, is that a bad idea for Usyk? Is that, uh, is that something you want to see? Is it Usyk jumping in a little too quick? I mean, we're going to talk a little bit about Usyk here in a little bit, but uh, I want to know what you think about uh, Eddie Hearn saying that he would fight Joshua in early 2021. Um, I don't know if I don't, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about the Usyk fight here in a little bit. Uh, I'm not saying Usyk struggled with, uh, Chisora, but you got it. Like my, the go-to answer is where the, is the money? If the money is in the Joshua fight, then you take, then you take the Joshua fight. You're 33 years old, moving on to 34 here in a little bit. Take the Joshua fight. It's the big money fight, unless Fury's the big money fight. I don't know where the money is uh, with Eddie Hearn and Matchroom or whoever, whatever is going on. But uh, if Usyk thinks he's ready for Joshua, I personally don't think he is. Uh, but go, yeah, go, go ahead, go after Joshua. Joshua, I think, I think Joshua wins. Yeah, I think Joshua's way too big for Usyk personally. But uh, I don't know, Judge. What do you think? Well. I mean, I don't know if the size really matters at that point because I thought Ruiz is going to be undersized against Joshua. And you know, there's a six inch difference there, which is the same with Usyk. And uh, Usyk is not uh, 270 pounds in the gut. So, yeah, but Usyk um, is not going to uh, catch him off guard like, uh, like Ruiz did. I think it would be interesting uh, because Usyk's going to be someone who moves a lot more, way more. Does he have faster hands than Ruiz? <laughs> no <laughs> actually no <laughs> i don't believe i don't i don't believe that at all but um no i mean that's uh i, I think that's some wishful thinking i guess is uh what i what i would call it i i don't think Usyk is well, watching him fight chisora who is only who is technically much shorter mm. but 50 pounds more 
not really doing i mean he won but he didn't we'll talk win. more about that later but yeah I well fair him. enough i guess yeah i mean but i i i think him if, if it's Usyk joshua i think that's uh i think that's a pipe dream at the moment i don't think that's a good idea i think joshua would probably win uh in that fight i think by knockout probably relatively mid-rounds i i think joshua's way too strong way too big for him i think but filthy rich you're nodding i think you agree with me up there way too big way too strong we were talking just recently about power carrying to the next division whether it was mikey garcia fighting uh errol spence or kel brook fighting triple g uh I don't know if Usyk has the power at heavyweight. At least we can't tell right now. He had that Witherspoon fight. I don't even know what happened in that fight. Witherspoon wasn't a real opponent. But with Chisora, it didn't seem like the power was affecting Chisora. I don't know if it should have went uh, uh, 12 rounds, but it did. Usyk got the decision. It was a close decision. If Usyk's power is not effective, this is going to be an easy fight for Joshua. That, that's kind of my take on that. Yeah, I think if Joshua will feel him out in the one or two rounds, if he doesn't fear that power, he's just going to move in and smother him is basically what it's going to be. He doesn't care. If he can't be hurt by him, it's going to be a bad night for Usyk, in my opinion. That's me. All right, boys. You guys ready to move on to bruising reviews? Yes? Yes. Yes? Yes? Yes. yes. No? No? Yes. Yeah, sure. Yes. All right. Let's ring the bell. All right, Brews and Reviews is where we talk about the recent pay-per-view or recent big fight card that we had. And uh, happy Halloween to you boys. Uh, also, I uh, hope you guys had a safe and wonderful Halloween to both you and to all our viewers out there. I hope uh, everyone stayed safe and healthy and everything like that. Uh, we did have three really good fights. We're not going to really talk about the undercards of the fights because the undercards weren't uh, anything that really jumped out. But we did have three main events uh, on Halloween. And we're going to talk about them all. Uh, I want to start with uh, NUA versus Maloney. Uh, Baloney, Maloney turned out to be Baloney because uh, NUA knocked him out clean. Pretty, pretty easy fight for NUA. But I want to see if you guys uh, felt like this was a uh, step forward for NUA. Was it uh, any surprises in there? Was it uh, just another day at work? What do you guys think? Uh, Filthy Rich, we'll start with you. I, it was what we kind of predicted. Uh, I remember at the end of the last show, we mentioned something about, on another fight, mentioned about Julie Letterman. Oh, Julie Letterman and Adelaide Bird and all the bad judges, they could have all scored this one because uh, yeah. uh, it wasn't going to go. Yeah, no UA won this fight. I think I think that was the first time I've – maybe not the first time. Maybe this year. I can't. I haven't given it much thought, but I think he knocked Maloney down uh, with both hands. I think he knocked him down with the left and later on knocked him down with the right. I don't know if I've seen that all year. So I did pick that up, found that interesting, but this was supposed to be what we thought it was, uh, an easy win for uh, Godzilla. So Maloney was who we thought they were, and he didn't let him off the hook. <laughs> Danny Green style. Judge, what do you think of that fight anyway? Ah, I mean, well, I mean, Rich just said he he saw somebody knock somebody down with both a left and a right. I think you're probably going to see that on November 14th too. But um, no, nah, I doubt it. I think the monster, Hell Brooklyn uh, fight with the left and right hand. Definitely. I didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> hey, this is my part of the segment. Um, I mean, yeah. Anyway, Maloney was isn't a joke. I mean, he's 
a, a bigger fighter at that point, and he was still doing some decent stuff. But anyway, it, it this just shows how good of a fighter Inouye is. It, it was pretty. His timing was pretty sick. Um, I mean, he did knock him down. Not not as crazy, devastating, but it was just pinpoint accuracy. It's yeah. It's. I mean, it was it was a good fight to watch. It, it was very entertaining and. Um, Maloney, as you said, phony baloney, Maloney or whatever just happened right there. That, I mean, he, he came out to fight. I mean, he had his brother in his corner. I didn't say phony. <laughs> I don't know. I was just making as much rhyme with baloney as possible, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought it was a good fight. Uh, anyway, is definitely a top, uh, pound per pound fighter. Um, see, I'm glad right you brought now. that up. Cause I, that's what I wanted to bring up, uh, after, uh, uh, our guy lost here. We're not going to mention that fight again, but uh, the top of the pound for pound list has kind of been wide open for debate. And anyway, made a statement there. Did that make him up in your top three in that thing? Was he already in your top three before this fight? Did this fight make him move anywhere in that pound for pound list in your guys' eyes? Judge, start with you. It's uh, a good question. I, I don't know if he was already there, but he's there now. Um, I'd probably put him at three uh, for me personally. Yeah, we know what you think. What do you think, Phil Rich? <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to keep talking because you already know one, two, and you're just going to you're just going to burn me more. So yeah, well, he's Rich. two, but okay, <laughs> Phil Rich. Well, like I, I believe he's been top ten since 2020 at the least. Maybe mm-hmm. in 2019, he's been in the top ten, uh, top five and above. Uh, I don't think this did anything for him. Uh, I think he's he's already in the top five. Uh, he's a four division champ. Uh, next year, he's probably going to move out of that division and go after his fifth division. I, I I don't know if that really answers the question. I don't want to say too much. I'm waiting for the end of the year when we do uh, pound for pound end of the year rankings, or maybe it's the beginning of next year, but he's not number one. Pro- he's definitely in the top five, though. Is he number? T- I've seen him on number two in a lot of lists. Is he? Is that justified? I know it's not justified in judges' eyes, but is that justified in your eyes? Um, po- possibly. He's only got would, sixteen fights, right? Sixteen fights. Is that? I what don't it think is? that. I don't think that matters. I need your quality of opponent. I will have to see who others have at number three and four and whatnot, and see why they have those guys where they are. And then look at Inouye's resume to see if <laughs> what are we? I don't know what's going on. I, I, the way you brought I that know. up, you know, you, you, that was an inside jab at Terrence Crawford down there at the judge, and I, I, we both felt that the same way you said that. We got to look at the strength of opponents. That was <laughs> you. You do. You really do. Like mm. the. Uh, I, I don't know. You do. There's mm. a reason why Teddy Atlas didn't have uh, Triple G on his top ten pound for pound until he lost to Canelo that first time, or it was a draw the first time. And that's when Teddy said, this dude does belong in the top 10 because he hasn't fought anyone. Golovkin had beaten everybody, but there were a bunch of no names and he is right about that. Yes. Golovkin beat a bunch of, a bunch of no names. He beat a bunch of no names. Disagree. Okay. We can disagree about, we can do, you can disagree about that, but yeah, I do. (laughs) He has beaten. He's, he owns Donaire and Donaire is a top guy in his division so we can start there we got to look at who's three and four we have to go down the list you can't just say well this guy's been number one 
for all these years, that means he can't move. No, these people can move. This was a Max Kellerman mistake he made years ago with, I think I think it was Andre Ward when Andre retired. It was Mayweather when Mayweather retired and came back, and it had to do with Roy Jones. I mean, that's how far back uh, this stuff goes, where people are so afraid to knock a guy down simply because they're so comfortable with having him at number one or number two or whatever. These top 10 pound for pound lists need to be shuffled around some more. Otherwise, we're not going to get fights. If some dude is comfortable being number one, why should he take any big fights? And we now you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> if he's going to just stay at number one, what kind of incentive does he have to fight any big names? Why not just sit there and stay at number one? These lists do need to shuffle. We do need to look at bodies of work and resumes. I don't know if Inouye is number two, three, or four, but I can tell you he's not number one. And that is my answer to the question. I think we're all agreed that Canelo is number one right now. We hate to say it. But Canelo is I'll number one until, so, until someone beats him. Uh, he's number one in my in my eyes. I hate to say it, uh, but what I, you got I, James I, Mayweather yeah, beat him. Well, yeah. Talking about I'm just saying Lara. he was beaten. Lara beat no, him. No, but nobody Golovkin in the con- beat him. Everyone yeah. beat this uh, dude. can beat him too. <laughs> but he's the, he's number one right now. I'm sorry. He is. All right, boys, I got you all fired up for that one. Now, uh, let's talk. We talked a little bit earlier Don't about Usyk up, versus Chisora. Uh, Chisora. Eggnog. Uh, Go eggnog. <laughs> Chisora dressed up for Halloween for the uh, weigh-in. I, I hope you guys saw that in the last episodes. I'm sure you guys saw it. Uh, I actually thought that was pretty cool. Uh, Jim does not think that, but uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, I like uh, Halloween. I, I celebrate Halloween before Christmas, unlike Filthy Rich up there. Um, but I do enjoy Halloween. I thought that was fun, but the... It was uh, Usyk by decision after a long fight. Uh, Usyk did not prove to me that he belonged in the heavyweight watching that. I, I was looking for a little hope that says, yeah, he belongs there, but I didn't get it from that fight. Uh, we'll start with what you guys think about that fight. Filthy Rich, uh, we'll start with you this time. Uh, did Usyk prove himself as a heavyweight? Does he need to move up a little, or does he have to move back down? Does he have to fight somebody else? What would you think of that fight? Yeah, so like the old saying is styles make fights. This may have not been a good fight stylistically. Uh, I think he does belong in the heavyweight division. Oh, my God, I'm done with you, man. I am done with you. (laughs) Just keep talking. Just go, man. Don't pay attention to me. You got your segment. Let's go. I don't know what I'm supposed to say. Uh, By the way, the I'm done with you T-shirt will be available soon. Just check in with us here soon. Go ahead, Rich. I don't know what I'm supposed to say. He belongs in the division. Go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, our fans hope for a little more in-depth than that, Filthy Rich, so please give us a little more than that. <laughs> Let James go, and then I'll go. All right, Judge, you go then. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. Yeah, I mean, I, Usyk was constantly moving against uh, Chisora. I, I mean, that he had definitely has uh, that advantage against a lot of these other heavyweights. However, he didn't, like you stated before, he didn't show me anything that was just like, oh man, I can't wait for him to keep moving up and fighting like, like Ortiz or Wilder or Fury. Like he didn't show me anything that made me excited to see him fight a bigger named opponent than Chisora. So, <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I don't, I, I don't know if he, I, I can't say that he made the move prematurely because he destroyed everyone at the cruiserweight division, but I just don't know. 
that he's got that jump right now. Maybe he's just got to hit more weight because now he has no limit. Maybe he just needs to hit more weights, do something different. But it's not. Um, I, I didn't. I'm not seeing anything that's making me excited for him to be at the heavyweight division, um, especially to fight the likes of anybody up there like a Wilder Fury um, or that. I mean, I got maybe fight Ruiz. See how you do against Ruiz because he's a you know a, he's a decently quick if you can fast find hand him. guy. Well, I mean, you're gonna find him. He's gonna be <laughs> never mind. You no, we can him, find but, him. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think I would be that would be probably the most curious fight. I'd like to see him Usyk against Ruiz, see how he does against them, and then maybe that might prove him a little bit better to me. But uh, I don't know. That didn't uh, his last fight didn't show me uh, didn't show me anything. All right, filthy rich, you have a quick counter because uh, we're running low on time, and we need to talk about this next fight big time. You got a quick counter to that? Yeah, no, I was kind of going to agree with that. Again, the styles make fights on these things. Uh, we got to pick. We as in his corner, his his oh, to pick uh, a good opponent for him, and I don't think I missed it. I don't know. Just move on. You froze. You froze. That's all. You froze. That's all. <laughs> that's what we're talking about. You froze. Um. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you froze and, i can't help you but but uh who's sick i didn't think his i didn't think his power translated very well i don't think his power is going to translate very well that's the way i took out of that fight all right let's move on to the next fight here uh javante davis versus uh, Sa- uh leo santa cruz uh possible candidate for knockout of the year santa cruz i thought started that fight out really good doing what he had to do to win the fight throw a massive amount of punches uh, win on the points and not get caught. Uh, I felt like watching that fight, he started to get a little too comfortable. With he thought he took a lot of his punch, a lot of Davis's punches fine, and got too comfortable, got lazy, and got put to sleep. I'm curious to think, see what you guys think. Filthy Rich, we'll start with you about uh, Davis versus Santa Cruz. I don't think Santa Cruz had the power. To, to to hang with Davis. I, I think Davis was just eating up those punches. Uh, I even felt like Davis lured Santa Cruz into the corner just so he could mess with them. Uh, Santa Cruz didn't have the power for Davis. Davis is a is a force. We're gonna we're gonna see him five years from now. I don't see anyone stopping Davis. Not in this division and not in the next division. I would even go as far as to say his biggest challenge is two weight classes above where he's at. I know people are talking Devin Haney right now. I don't think Devin Haney has the power uh, to hang with Davis. Just my opinion. You don't think that uh, Santa Cruz actually exposed a little bit of Davis? Like Davis seemed like he was he was stunned at times, and he was kind of confused with the speed of Santa Cruz. I thought, um, and was getting frustrated that he couldn't land that big punch on him. I felt like he was getting frustrated, and he just caught that big punch. Mayweather had to keep talking him down in the corner. Yeah. By the way, that was weird to see Mayweather come out of the crowd and talk to him in the corner three different times over his trainer. Didn't you guys think that was a little weird to see? Um, yeah. No. I, I I'm so used to Mayweather doing it. It wasn't that shocking to me. But Santa Cruz doesn't have the power. He didn't. He didn't throw him off or anything. Uh, he was eating them punches like keep going so I can counter with one left uppercut and 
He, Davis was being very patient. Davis is known as Gervonta Davis is known as this big puncher, but people are sleep on his boxing skills. This dude can box. He's throwing feints and moving around that ring. That dude knows exactly what he's doing. I think he slept on. He's overlooked as just this puncher. That dude has got some skills. He, I don't, I, I, I wouldn't want to step into the ring with him. I can't blame anybody else for not wanting to either. Judge, what do you think of that fight? Well, Santa Cruz is a volume puncher. He came in and did just that. He did not deviate from his game plan, and I thought he landed some good shots against Davis. But I do agree that it didn't hurt Davis ever. I don't think he ever hurt him. Well, only Davis can answer that. However, a lot of times he's been, it's been said that no one's been able to bring out 100% of my fighter. Uh, and that was in retrospect to at least Davis in this in this fight. I think Davis made a a very large step to show his skills in the ring, especially considering the fact that his last what two or three fights he wasn't able to make weight, and he finally made weight in this fight, which was huge. I was really excited to see how he was going to perform making weight as opposed to being overweight and just being a generally bigger fighter to these dudes. He made weight. Santa Cruz came in and did exactly what he was going to do, which was going to come forward and just volume puncher. That's, that's what Santa Cruz did. But Davis is just precision. Uh, it's, I mean, I'm glad you brought <laughs> up that made the weight thing, because I was going to bring that up with you guys earlier when we were watching the fight and he started, you know, this is one of the longest that he went and I felt like he was kind of, it looked like to me he was getting frustrated chasing Santa Cruz around. Like Santa Cruz was just like a mosquito, kept throwing nonstop punches at him. I was wondering if the fact that he cut down weight and finally made weight was affecting him and his stamina a little bit. But uh, obviously, I was gonna, I was about to text that to you guys, and then uh, Santa Cruz went to sleep, and uh, I then I didn't. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think so at all, man. I think there there's a reason that Tank Davis is on Money Mayweather's team. All right, Mayweather doesn't put his faith into a lot of people, but if you if anything, Mayweather is definitely straight up honest to a fault. Um, I I think Davis has got a lot more to show us. I think he is super young. I think it. I think he. I think he took a step up in this fight, if anything, um, with his precision and his power. And he's just. He's not just about power. He's got some ring IQ that I think he still needs to work on. But he's going to start exposing some big names real, real fast. And I think Mayweather's just going to be behind him, just <laughs> doing this with money all over the place, man. I think this is his uh, payday. But I think Davis is the real deal. That's for sure. You guys were talking that you have seen that before. Have you ever seen you've seen Mayweather over talk a trainer like that in the corner? I've never seen that. I I just never seen that before. Uh, when did that happen before, Rich? Was I, that in Davis's fights before? I've never seen that, and maybe for Rich sh- has, but yeah, I, I've never sh- seen that. Yeah, for sure in Davis's fights. Badoo Jack, he's got he's yelled, he's chirped at uh Badoo Jack before. I mean, almost anyone on that money team, he is always like front row yelling some things. Now, a big, big fight when there's everybody there, uh, he you probably don't get the exposure. He doesn't get the exposure he can, but we're in empty arenas right now or semi-packed arenas where uh, the way we used to look at that 
I'll let you guys have fun with this. The crazy lady with the long hair on HBO. Saron? Saron? Saruman. Saruman. <laughs> yeah, okay. The, the way that she was so visible in those shows is the same way Mayweather is visible on Mayweather Money Team uh, fights. Whether I don't know if uh, to be, uh, Andrew Tabidi is uh, someone he is always with, but uh, this dude loves Gervonta Davis. Gervonta Davis, so I remember that was that sixth fight where he punched him one time and broke the dude's jaw and the fight was over. We're talking about like a three second fight thing was over. Uh, I don't see any, I, what was this? We talked about the weigh-in. What was that at one thirty? Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thirty. He cleans out one thirty. I don't think Valdez or Estrada or Shakur Stevenson, none of these dudes don't want They don't want to be in that ring with Javante uh, Davis. Uh, he keeps missing weight. It's probably t- – I, I don't know what else he has in this division. Move up to 135. Go beat up whoever you want to. He beats Lopez. He beats anybody in that class. I'd be oh. – Even Loma, you know, huh? I think he I, – I don't – he knocks out Loma. He knocks out Loma. Whoa! Loma's a volume, <laughs> Loma's a volume puncher too, uh, but oh. them punches don't affect – this dude is a tank. You can punch a tank 100 times per round – and he he is gonna take it, and he's gonna catch you when you're tired from throwing a hundred punches per round. Davis wow. is something else, man. He is yeah. something else. I'm calling you out because Loma is not a volume puncher. That is not Lomachenko. You need to go watch <laughs> his fights again. He is not a volume puncher, son. You need to correct your correct your stuff. All I'm saying is that if he wants to throw a hundred punches per round, it's gonna have zero effect. If you want to do the ten punches per round, you don't want to be a volume puncher on this dude. Then don't be a volume puncher. You're gonna get knocked out anyways. Davis is gonna knock that dude out. That Lomachenko wow. ain't got. He ain't got it, man. Don't sleep on. See, you sleep on Davis's skills. You I'm not sleeping on Davis. You're telling me right now that Loma is a volume puncher. That he is a Burschalt or a Santa Cruz. That he throws a hundred punches around. He doesn't throw a hundred punches around. He. Oh, he oh no, no, we disagree. We'll probably have to save this for another You gotta show. mute him. You gotta let me talk, Raiders. Start muting people here, man. What I'm saying is that you can throw a hundred punches around. It's not gonna do anything when you're punching a, a tank, a built tank. You can throw ten punches around. If you don't want to be a volume puncher, you're not gonna win. But let me tell you something. You can be a volume puncher and it's not gonna affect this dude. He is too big, he is too strong, and he's got power that will knock all these guys out, including Lomachenko. Now you can mute me and talk. <laughs> I, I I threw him on mute just for you, buddy, because you never you said that. Uh but uh I put him back on. He should be good to go now. Maybe not. Uh is he? Oh, is he not working here? Hold on. Oh no! It's there we work. go. Now oh, we go. Go now right ahead. Go. No, no, no. Go right ahead. <laughs> we'll talk about this another time. I ain't continuing this conversation. No, well, we're running low on time anyway. But that, it was fun to watch you guys get fired up this week. I mean, holy cow! I mean, uh, the things in the country have everyone on edge right now. As you can see, even on our show, we got a little fired up here. We got the eggnog rolling with the cider, and we got the Captain America down there putting people on landscaping duty. We got it all going on tonight. All right. Let's move on from that here. Uh, Filthy Rich, who do you got for some shout-outs this week? All right. First of all, major announcement. I have received text messages and tweets and voicemails and phone calls saying, Filthy Rich, Filthy Rich, you got such a beautiful mantle. Why haven't you decorated it? Well, we have got some artwork today 
fresh off the presses, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you LeBron James on the cover of Wheaties. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to get him some light. LeBron James, welcome to the mantle. Welcome to the mantle, LeBron James. Alex Cicito, thank you for an amazing career. I'm so sorry it was cut short. I will drink to you. The sauce. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, we... I, I, I had to let him off the hook without a mute on there, but uh, is that going to be on the background of every show from now on? Welcome, LeBron James. I'll probably move <laughs> you around a little bit, but you're going to be with me until maybe tip off or until I get some more artwork. But welcome to the mantle, LeBron. Make sure you uh, empty out that cereal box. Maybe feed it to uh, the pigs before uh, before you up there so it doesn't go bad. Uh, <laughs> Judge Jimmy James, any final thoughts? And uh, throw us a little shout-out to where you can hear us on uh, all our platforms. Oh, yeah. Please tune in next week on episode 32. We'll retell Rich why he was wrong at the end of this show. <laughs> you can find that out on iHeartRadio, Spotify, on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, any, any smart speaker. Hey, Alexa, play Bruce Unboxing. Find out why Rich was wrong at the end of this podcast. Any of that stuff, go right ahead. That's all I got to say about that. Well, we uh, on our last week's show, we had our fantasy fight card, and uh, we were going to only have one week of voting, but we decided in honor of the election go, dragging out, we're going to drag that out too because our vote totals have gone from, uh, was it too early to call to too close to tell? Or is that, no, too early to tell to too close to call. Is that what you said, Rich? No, uh, it's, not, it's too early to call, too close to call. Are you right. watching this or no? You're not watching No, I'm, I'm trying to turn it out, actually. Who but, called who? Uh, <laughs> but it, it, we still have another week to vote on uh, who had the best fantasy fake card. I did. But make sure you vite, vote for me uh, on, on, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, what else we got? Facebook. Did I miss one? I don't know. They're all down there. <laughs> you just uh, said three <laughs> twice. Did I say three twice? All don't right. worry about there's, it. There's four of them. Uh, I'm sure you, they'll be down there in editing. All right. And make sure you, uh, if you listen to us on our podcast, make sure you tune into our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Raider Live, R-A-I-T-E-R-L-I-V-E. So you can uh, see what our faces look like, see our editing, laugh at us, laugh at uh, Jim's mustache, and uh, look at Rich's sweater and his mantle and uh, all that great stuff. Uh, another great week, you guys. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I can't wait to talk some more next week when we uh, decide the winner of the Fantasy Fight Card. It's going to be me. And uh, until then, for Filthy Rich and Judge Jimmy James, I'm Raider Live. We will see you guys next week. <laughs>